Well, this week on Reliving the Extreme, we're discussing the episode of ECW from January 2nd, 1996. Excited to get 1996 started in ECW. Nate Maxson, your host here, along with my brother Aaron. And Mr. Chad Austin. Aaron, what did you say? What? What did you say when he ended the show? Hello? Hello? said, hello, everybody. Oh, great. Great energy you got going on. <laughs> um, but I really am excited to get 96 started because it's my favorite year in ECW. Oh, totally, um, man. Yep, I agree. 96, early 97. That's my favorite ECW. So, and Aaron informed me, Aaron informed me that we accidentally skipped Holiday Hell 95. Uh, it's all right. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be the next four shows anyway. So, we'll be all right, probably. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll approach that on a different fucking show. And we did skip the episode from uh, Christmas Eve of '95 because 95. because there were some promos there on were it, but essentially promos. it was just the re it was they re-aired was, the Rey Mysterio, they re-aired the Rey Mysterio psychosis Texas or Mexican death or whatever it's called fucking death match sombrero or <laughs> Vince Russo wasn't booking it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some bro. Why, why wouldn't you air that? That was good shit. Yeah, I. Oh yeah, I know it was good. It was just we are we had already watched it, so I figured why watch it again? You know, hey, let's we'll just replay our review replay of that. Our review of that. <laughs> That's what ECW does. They just replay shit. How many shows have we done this? Like, recap, 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 recap. Yeah, yeah, we. We have to skip. We have to skip quite a few, but I guess I see why they did their TV the way they did it, or you know what I mean. I, I don't know. Just especially still in '95, maybe they're thinking, ah, there may be somebody out there who hasn't seen this, or you know. I mean, I, I totally get it. Why wouldn't you fucking re, you know pre-show that the highlight? It's not like. And it's nothing new, you know. And plus, it kills time. Mm-hmm. Show the highlight, dude. There's somebody on the like fucking hand We turn to the channel and be like, "Oh, what the fuck is this? A hurricane Ronald how broke kind of you know what I mean? oh, yeah, Well, and it, it was it was probably to be honest, it was probably also a case of uh, we ran out of footage from the last time we taped TV. <laughs> <laughs> so this week yeah, we don't have it. We don't have anything new to show you. So we're just going to show you the good shit that we actually have. You know, and who's going to complain? Well, the I'm ready to relive the extreme. Aaron, any other thoughts on what we were saying there? I can't hear Chad, but just um, it's just it, they're replaying shit that they know is good, and if they don't have anything else, we might as well show something that people actually liked, and it was the yeah. Ray Mysterio uh, psychosis I match. Did, and, but the whole undercard thing. Like, they didn't, like, you know, besides hats. Who else did they fucking show that was an undercard guy? If they just highlighted fucking, I mean, we, we all did matches. You know, we all worked. Yeah, hey, still never saw a live day. But yeah, you're going to show a recap of Sabu and whoever it was. Yeah, you're right. You know what? God damn it. <laughs> show the Carpenters once in a while. I mean, it's. Why? Why are we there? You know what I mean? If you're gonna tape it and you're not gonna air it, then what the fuck are we even doing? Getting and it's Paul. It's it's Pauly, so you may or may not get paid. Oh no, no, no. I'm getting paid. 
I, I don't even go anywhere out of hand here. And fuck that. I'm way too over. Thanks for allowing me to be on the show. I know you said sometimes you would be there time. with them when they were doing promos till like two or three in the morning. Was any of that ever because you were any waiting to get, get your money? <laughs> like, I'll be here until the yeah. last motherfucker leaves so I can get paid. Yeah, of course, of course it was. Yeah, I mean, that's, not, that's what I... That's what, yeah, totally what it was. If you want to get paid, stick around. Stick around. And then you would see guys like Donnie yeah. Allen... You'd be like, all right, well, I ain't got time. Well, I ain't got time. We didn't get paid. I'm sticking around. I don't work for free anymore, man. Well, we open up this episode of ECW with fans outside the arena chanting ECW. Um, always a good idea to catch that catch that magic of, of the fans being being excited about seeing an ECW show. We flashed inside and it's Joey Styles doing the intro and they are doing their first show. Their first, he show. says their first show in New York City. I don't know why I thought they already had a show in New York City, but I mean wasn't Big Apple Blast already? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, that hasn't come up yet. They've been they've been in New York, but they just haven't been in New York City. Like this is their first show that's actually in New York City proper. From what I understand. They they made it to the Yeah, because this one's at the Battalion Hall in Queens. Um I think yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah, but that, that that was that was a fucking that's a great place for wrestling, dude. That place was great. Place was great. It reminded me it reminded visually. It reminded me of. Yeah, I don't know what that place was, but that place that they would do um, Mid Atlantic at sometimes, um, where it, it looked kind of. It looked South Carolina. Maybe yeah. It just I don't. It, it it looked really sprawled out. You know, it looked open, but it looked like like you said, it looked like a great place for wrestling. Yeah, it did. I mean, I, I wouldn't drive that far. I wouldn't drive that far for that shit. <laughs> well, that was way too far for me, man. Especially I, for Taylor. To be honest with I you, know, I always said, I, I don't even know if I'd ever want to go to New York City. I don't want to deal with that fucking shit. Traffic and... Nah, do you don't. You, you totally don't. I, I, after the first one time I went, I said, I ain't They ain't going to miss me. I mean, <laughs> it's not like Paul's running around yelling. Has anybody seen Charleston? No, they weren't going to make the deal. But I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing any New York shows because the commission is a, is a pain in the ass. It's like Maryland. What a pain in the ass. Well, they show us. They show us the the first thing they show is that Missy Hyatt is in attendance at this show. This is one of those things where they show you a bunch of clips from the show um, to go through it. So I'll just throw some things out. You guys comment as you as you please. But they show footage of Missy Hyatt being there, and she was kind of looking all the way live. I I, I don't agree because <laughs> I sat here. I well, when I watched the show and I sat here, I was like, dude. In 1986. To me, the the hottest Missy was was ninety three through ninety six. But I'm I'm younger than you guys, but that like when she wound up with like the nasty boys and started wearing leather and all that shit, I'm like hell yeah, this is this is good stuff. No, her her hottest moment was nineteen eighty six when she was with Eddie. 
there, there was a great video of her. Um, what was that song? I wish I had a girl that walked like that. And all I did was show her walking in a hallway wearing different dresses and skirts and shit. And that's all the whole entire video was. And that's all it needed to be. 86. 86. Yeah, it was just, uh, when was she, was it 87 when she was in Dallas with Tatum? And that was before you go, yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, dude, Eddie Gilbert is a fucking man. <laughs> you know? He, he starts booking a territory, he wants to bring in girls. Fuck yeah, I'll bring him in I'm a fucker anyway, like everybody else does. Yeah, she she was hot. Her her hottest was eighty six, eighty seven. This was the high ocean. Nah, it didn't do shit for me. They also show us footage of Paul Heyman giving a, you know, giving an intro to the crowd. Um, they show footage of JT Smith versus Hack Myers. They show us. They show us. They show us the. Why do you think they showed the clips of that one? You tell me, I'll wait. I I, I assumed it was uh it was just because we're probably gonna see the whole match in like two weeks. <laughs> probably. They also show I wrote down they show the girls of Goldfingers, or is this the girls of gonorrhea? Shit. Oh, it's definitely Paul fucking branching out and you know trying to do business with a strip club or some shit for some pots or something. Fuck them. <laughs> fucking they also show footage of sad footage. Oh, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, they also show footage of Sabu and Cactus Jack, Tommy Dreamer, Caning, Sandman, and Raven, and Pile Driving Beulah. Boy, we haven't seen that before. Uh, well, they show go, up. Man. That's the start of uh, a push Tommy Dreamer, which we do. I mean, I mean, his shit looks still on tape on video, I mean, on re recaps and all, but he's awful. Do you agree with, do you guys agree, agree? I mean, I know Tommy's awful. We, we established that all the time. But just the 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 Beulah getting pile dri driven thing, like, it was fun the first time. Right. But once, once you do it on every fucking show, it seems, you know, I don't know. It just, it's kind of like, you know, you, you only, you only rip off Jimmy Hart's pants once a year and let him run around in his boxer shorts. It's a novelty. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, my thing too is like they're like, oh, Raven, he's so mean and this, that, and the other thing. It's like he never hit her. Oh. You know what I mean? But Tommy's like beating her up every week. I'll drive her. Then he like knocks then he like knocks her up. He ain't gonna tell anybody. Like knocks her up. Tommy's the asshole. Essentially, later on down the line, Bula gets Stockholm Syndrome. I don't even know what that is. She, fall, she falls in love with her abuser. I guess you're right. It's like, maybe if I give him a little ass, he'll stop pile driving me. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Could you imagine in real life if, like, that pile drive, like, Renee, you know, and she called the cops and became him, what happened? Why? I gave her a pile driver. I think in real life. And, and then how it off everybody can see your fucking underwear. And then you do it every four weeks. <laughs> Dude, the girl's getting piled driven and she's fucking, like, Keith Doherty out there. Like every single week, you apologize for broad. 
We ain't got them abroad. We're in abroad. Then we see, let's see, we see Bubba Ray Dudley pinning the blue meanie. More footage of Sabu and Cactus Jack. Which is not bad. I had I had no problem with that. Did you? No, not at all. I mean, if you if you are if you're trying to highlight some of your product, show me Sabu and Cactus Jack. Don't show me Tommy Dreamer. Show me Sabu and Cactus Jack. Right. They showed. I mean, I, I made mean, note about how they showed all the high five. And again, if I if I was a casual fan of this channel, I saw that. Damn, is what I would say. Damn. I'd watch it. Aaron, any comment on that? I'm trying to fix. You guys keep going. I'm trying to figure out what my audio is all jacked up. Okay. Well, then we see uh, the end of a match. I believe the match was Sandman versus Raven. Uh, Beulah accidentally. Beulah accidentally um, hits or shoots uh, hairspray in Raven's face. But then Cactus attacks the Sandman and Raven pins the Sandman. And. What I wrote down is, was this match for the title? I don't think this match is for the title. I don't know. Well, I mean, they, they can do They have creative liberty. They can do whatever they want. Probably at the arena, right there was. But, you know, during editing, right now, it was hell. Or, I mean, it could be something where we're going to find out, you know, later on down the line in one of these upcoming shows what this match was all about but i honestly don't remember from my actual you know memory so let's see if aaron do you know the sandman the sandman raven deal on this show i don't think they ever discuss it on this show whether they're going to discuss it later on but raven pins sandman but that match was that match for the title because i don't think it was Uh, no was it part of a tag I match? I don't oh, know what well. it was, but it was it wasn't for the belt because it was this was that time where he was doing that three-way thing or that three match series deal. So I think it's just I'd have to look up the card, but I'm sure it was probably just some like Paulie was really good at like being in the arena and just shooting shit out there, like not having any breakdown between the matches. So like this would happen and that would happen and that would happen and dot 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 dot. And I think it was just a thing where it wound up those two ended up fighting each other and it was just a match. But it wasn't for the belt or anything. But it was good. I thought it was good. I'm really looking forward to their feud though. Like their main feud coming up. But Sandman and Raven? Yeah. That's good shit. Great input, Aaron. Well, Stevie, 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 Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie come out to the ring. Stevie sees Missy Hyatt. And, um... Proceeds to act like she should know who the hell he is. Well, nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's a great angle. Hey, it's, a good, like, it? it's a good pickup line. You don't remember me? <laughs> and we'll wait till I lose here in five minutes. <laughs> Missy pretty much tries to blow him off. And then... Um, he essentially says, I'll get you a date with Raven. So then if she you actually do blow me off. Yeah, if you, if you do blow me off, like, wait, put take the off off the end of that. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I, I would have no interest in Missy Hyatt whatsoever. Especially at this time. She looks terrible. By this time, she's been around. Oh, 
mean, I mean, since '83, look at it that way. She was fucking the boys in '83. I was fucking eleven. <laughs> and she's got this. She's fucking Eddie Gilbert, John Tatum. I mean, seriously, who fucked John Tatum? Who booked John Tatum? Actually, I love John Tatum. Yeah, me too. I, I'm a fan of John Tatum. I still, I still wouldn't fuck him though. <laughs> Isn't he dead? Not dead. Tatum's not dead. No. No. Okay. Missy is involved. Missy is involved in my favorite, one of my favorite wrestling stories, backstage stories ever, though. Which one? It's the one where uh, that that UFC guy, that Paul Varlins or whatever, doesn't want to put over Taz, but she tells him, um, "If you put Taz over, I'll blow you afterwards." So then he he lets Taz choke him out, and then he gets to the back, and he's like, "You know, you ready? To, you ready to do this?" And she's like, "I don't blow jobbers. What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, the next thing we see on this show is two Colt Scorpio and Mikey Whipwreck in a match that's for the TV title and also for the tag team titles. Scorpio is essentially defending the tag team titles and the TV title in a singles match against Mikey. So, I mean, your assumption would be Mikey gets to pick his partner if he wins the tag team titles. Um. I'm not a big fan of this. I mean, I, I I like the fact of what they did at the end. I do like it, and we'll get to it, but I'm not a big fan of the tag titles being on the line of singles match. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds great, like, you know, you know on the surface. Does it sound like a mean something, but at the end of the day, I totally agree. Who gives a fuck? So now I beat you, I gotta find somebody. You know what I mean? Like, unless, like, I, I like the concept of, like, Sandman being the ECW champion and the World Tag Team champion. But unless you're gonna have him have to defend both belts in, in one night, why even fucking do it? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's, the way, make... that's the way you should have done it. He would have had to fucking defend the belt twice. And one night, you know, I mean, a different belt. I mean, that's the way that I would have done. Then he could have been like, oh, look how hardcore and badass this guy is. He's fighting twice a night in these rough matches and shit. But instead, it's like, it was dumb. It just, it, it, it doesn't, it, it's. Then it was dumb. <laughs> It was. It was dumb. Like even the even Joel Gertner has to be out there being like, tonight's match is scheduled for one fall. It's for two Gold Scorpios tag team television championship, and his tag team championship, and also for the Sandman's tag team championship. Like what the fuck? It's too much, man. I hope Scorpio had to carry them belts around. That belts are heavy as shit. He got what three of them. He had to have his hundred twenty pounds in his bag of just the belt. And then, then I looked at it like, why Scorpio? You know what I mean? You couldn't find nobody better than that. I think the uh, the I don't. I just don't. I, I I guess I agree with you, Aaron. I don't understand why they put the tag titles on Scorpio and Sandman if they weren't going to go with the they had both have to defend their singles titles on the same night gimmick. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you've got all these tag teams. Put the tag team titles on one of your fucking tag teams. Yeah. Like, you have the Eliminators and the Pitbulls wrestling every fucking week. You know? Chad Austin and Donnie Allen. Chad Austin and Donnie Allen. Yeah, we were, like, fifth rank as far as uh, title matches. See, I just I think this the whole 
all of them holding all the belts is dumb. It's always stupid, in my opinion. I think it always is. I never like that with anyone. Having all the gold. Like, unless you're going to make it an... Uh... I don't even ever think they made it an angle where those two ended up feuding with each other or anything. Like, unless you're unless you're gonna make it an angle with the two guys becoming like in a feud or something, I don't like it. No, I agree. Like, I think back back in the day, one of the coolest things. Remember when uh, what was it? Barry and Ronnie Garvin won the won the tag belts together. Barry and yeah, Barry Wyndham and Ronnie Garvin they won the tag belts. And um, what was Ronnie Garvin was like what the national champion or the television champion? I can't remember. National oh, champion. The reason was he was second rate. Well, no, like like they won the they won the tag belts, and then they said that that Ronnie Garvin they they told Ronnie Garvin a guy can't hold two belts, so he has to give up a championship. Like you can either give up the tag team titles or give up the national championship. So then he gave up the national championship, the team with Barry. And I think it would have been cool is like what would have been cool is he gives up the belt. And then like two weeks later, Barry gets pinned by like Tully and Arn and they lose the tag belts. And then Ronnie kicks the shit out of him because he's like, I gave up my belt for you. And now you just lost. You know, that would have been a great fucking angle. Ray probably going to go down again. But this thing, it's just like I, I don't, I, I don't like the two gold Scorpio Sandman no, debacle. I, I, that, that I don't, that I have a problem with. I like the two, the two gold Scorpio. I like that, but it was, it was how they presented it that I didn't like. Aaron had a great point about you know if you're gonna have that belt, you have to depend on the same fucking show. You know, so why you just had a fucking twenty-five minute match like Chris Benoit or, or me? You know, you still gotta go there to defend your tag team title. Yeah, if you want, if, if you if you want to be a champion, you have to defend your championship. Yeah. Well, he's not Roman All right, Aaron, your notes on this. Do you have any notes on this actual matchup itself? I have a few, but um, like you were saying, the the idea is stupid, but the match is really good, I think. Um, and it's just a good match between two guys that are good in the ring, and I think <laughs> watching ECW like we are, like Mikey has like. It, it it tends to get away from him later on, but the early ECW, Mikey has like one of the best stories in the entire fucking history of ECW. I love his fucking story. It's great. Just this late this this guy that just gets ragdolled around, and over time he just becomes tougher and tougher and tougher, and it, it it's good shit. And, like, by the time he gets to this, he's, like, finally able to stand up to, like, Cactus and Raven and just everything. It, it's, it's, it's a good fucking story, and I don't want to spoil the end of the match, but. Like Aaron said, this match is really good, and like you said also, Mikey's story is really good. This match is, I, I actually wrote down this match is pretty fucking killer, actually, from what we saw of it. These guys worked really well together. Um I don't always think Scorpio. I don't always think Scorpio's style lends well to him being a heel, but it did in this match. Well, it's because yeah. it, he was able to be the bigger guy. Like he was able to be a bully in this match. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Like Scorpio was like, he was like, dude, come on. Yeah, he he's like, you, you gotta be kidding me, right? Mike Gilbert actually got a kid. Yeah, and I, I thought I thought it was cool. Plus, I mean, when's the last time you saw Scorpio talk or, or do anything before that? It's been a minute. WCW, <laughs> never talked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when he did, when he did, it was a nightmare. 
Well, I've never, I've never seen him do it. Before. Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, I guess I did. When I was like, we've watched, we've watched new promos on here, um, or watching when he's talking to them little kids in WCW when he's like doing the "Here Comes Two Cold Scorpio" video. And one little black kid's like, "Nah, we get, we going to the game room." He's like, "You ain't going no arcade." He's like, "He just said game room." And then he and then he dunks on a little fat white kid. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, you yeah. got to go to school and get your education. Not like me. <laughs> they're like, are we going to take your limousine? He's like, no, we going to step. And then that big black lady at the beginning, it's like, I don't know if she's excited the two colds showing up or if she's like warning the children. <laughs> Look out, he got two cold Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, he just donks in a fat. Thank you for letting she's us like, know. Look out, yeah. She's like, Look out, here comes two cold Scorpio. And then like he donks on the fat little white kid. He's like, Ah, oh, little fat white kid's on the ground. He's like, I should have listened to Nell Carter. God damn it. And now come. It turns out that fat white kid was Mikey Whipwreck. That white kid. I, 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 I mean, I thought, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, and and like you guys were saying, it's the they they tell a good story of of essentially two cold bullying Mikey during this match. Like essentially, he could have beat him any time he wanted to. That's the angle, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's been done a million times, and it always works. Yeah, because Scorpio, Scorpio um, lets Mikey out of a couple of pins because, like you said, that's the story. He's feeling his character's feeling confident. Uh, he also kicks out of a couple of pin attempts by Mikey when Mikey makes his comeback. Um, Scorpio winds up splashing the referee. Um, I mean. I mean, how do you, how do you feel with that spot? The I, ref I spot? That, that I, I had mixed emotions about that. Like, I thought it was a, a good way to bump the ref, but I also thought it was kind of cheesy. I don't, I don't like ref bumps in. I don't like, I don't like ref bumps in ECW because isn't ECW supposed to be a promotion without disqualifications anyway? I'm just okay. saying, like. Like why do you yeah, to, you're right. Why do you need to if the why ref, do you need why do you need to bump the ref? If the ref wasn't down, would he have disqualified Mikey because Cactus got involved? No. No. Because what anything goes. Just yeah, just so everybody knows, Jim Molyneux took way too many unnecessary bumps. <laughs> As the referee. Yeah. That's Poor guy. Guy took like, oh, and Jim, oh, and Jim. Next, we're gonna hit you with a flaming chair, and he's like, "Why? <laughs> Why do you keep doing this to me?" Just make sure it's at the back. <laughs> it's ECW. I'm just here to count to three. ECW. <laughs> yeah, that's all the ref. Yeah, that's all the ref has to do in ECW. There's well, our call a submission, but yeah, technically they shouldn't have to disqualify anybody. It's ECW. And then all of a sudden and, and then all of a sudden, oh, our baby face is in trouble. The ref's down. They've been outside the ring cracking each other with barbed wire for 36 minutes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then the ref's down. Holy mackerel. They weren't even nice to him like they were in Japan with their fucking hardcore referees where they put him in like dog catcher outfits and a fucking football helmet. <laughs> they should they should have adopted that, man. That'd be great. It was, it was always like um before the shows, everybody sitting there. The referee would walk out first. Bob Ortiz will already be in the ring. But then when you see the referee come out, you go, all right, now the show starts. But, which I always liked anyway. Uh, it, it's my own personal memory. 
So we wind up getting a Scorpio. Uh, Scorpio gives Mikey multiple power bombs here. He goes up to the top rope to uh, to do a, a top rope move, and Cactus Jack comes out, pushes uh, too yeah. cold off the off the turnbuckle, and helps Mikey win the match. And Mikey is now PB champion and one half of the tag team champions. And this is where Cactus's jig is up here because. He did this so that Mikey would make him the other half of the tag team champions, but Mikey says no. Because he thinks he thinks Cactus Jack is a mean man now. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging with the Raven. Uncle Mick's a son of a bitch, is what he's thinking. <laughs> So now we're doing our Son of a Bitch Award. Son of a Bitch Award. Number one. <laughs> well, after this deal, we get a public enemy video because coming up at the next show that we're going to watch, The House Party 96 is going to be the public enemy's last appearance in ECW. And it couldn't have come quick enough. Bye-bye. But uh, before that, the public enemy come out to the ring and they are attacked by the gangsters and we get uh, we get a match between the public enemy and the gang. I don't even know if it's necessarily a match. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, there it, is, it, it, is it is because they were supposed to, they were supposed to fight the bodies, but uh, um, Tom Pritchard um, left. Like he jumped and went back to Vince before this thing happened. Well, what's the story about Tom Pritchard leaving? Was it money? I think it was just money, and Vince offered him to come back, and he's about to become Zip, which is funny because he was supposed to be the original name was Flip, and if you listen to Joey on commentary, he even mentions it because he's like, "This match was supposed like because they're saying that it was supposed to be the Heavenly Bodies versus Public Enemy, but they don't know who's going to fight because uh, Tom Pritchard is left." He goes, "Yeah, uh, Tom Pritchard, he's no longer with the ECW. He's flipped out." And then Joey's like, that'll be funny in two weeks, I promise. <laughs> what was it? No, because they ended up calling him <laughs> Zip. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. People can say what they want, but he went back to the WWF, dyed his hair blonde, cut his hair, dyed it blonde, called himself Zip. And went on to make quite a bit of money with that company. So God bless him. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you do yeah, it? Not hate on him. Yep. That's why I always, I always say that. Like when somebody's like, oh, that guy sold out. Or he had a stupid gimmick in the WWF in the 80s. It's like he made more fucking money than he had ever made in his career. So I'm sure he's okay with it. <laughs> like the Bushwhackers. You think that you think the Bushwhackers were mad like that they, they had put not, my not bleed and shit anymore? I'm sure they were pretty happy being the bushwhackers. Every Tuesday, don't they know a lot? Yep. <laughs> All right, no problem with that, man. Um, what was it? Uh, but but Butch is the one that passed, right? Like Luke's still around. No, I think Luke's still alive. Oh. But it's like I always say all the time. It's like when they do when guys will do conventions. Like the Bushwhackers, they do conventions together. It was never like um, coming to WrestleCon, the Sheep Herders. It was coming to Comic Con, WWE Hall of Famers, the Bushwhackers. You know what I mean? It's like so. I'm just what's saying. That? It's like what? What's what's that? What's that Scott Hall quote? Everybody likes to call out the wrestling business until you start trying to treat it like a business. Yeah. Yeah, he's like everybody wants to call it the wrestling business until you try try start trying to treat it like a business, and then you're an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. him and Kevin were him and Kevin. That what he was basically saying was him and Kevin got shit on because they were trying to make money and wanted to make more and more money, and everybody was like, "Well, fuck you." It's like, well, you hustle, motherfucker. You do it. <laughs> yeah. You say it's a wrestling business. Well, I'm treating it like a business, and I'm making money. 
But now that I, I'm making more money than you, I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah, no. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole because I was smart enough to go to WCW and see that sucking up to Hulk Hogan was going to make me a bunch of fucking money. Yeah, I'll be the no, asshole with the no, with the full no. bank account. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible. It's, it's like all them people that shit, selling people that shit on Hunter. You know, I'm I, like, I know he's not where he was or what. I don't know what's going on with him, but like people are like, oh, he's just this, this, and this. It's like he's a successful motherfucker, and it, 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 it it's people wanting to hate on somebody because they figured it out and you didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like yeah, I'm Hey, I mean, all the, all those, all those. So like, who would you rather be? And and I like both these guys, but it's like, who would you rather be, Kevin Nash or Dynamite Kid? <laughs> like, would you rather be this guy that's successful, has a lot of? I I know Kevin had a tragedy happen to him or whatever, but it's like, would you rather be this guy that had a lot of money? And is finishing out his life doing podcasts and having a good time, or being the guy in the fucking wheelchair that died in a fucking camper or whatever dynamite kid died. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, that shit pisses me off. Anyway, I'm not saying dynamite kid died in a camper, but I think it was pretty close. <laughs> Family kids out of the camera rule, huh? <laughs> well, to wrap this show up here, the, either way, uh, I know kid was on wheels. I know that much, at least. Mustafa rolls up. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we got. Uh, we got Mustafa rolling up uh, Rocco Rock for a pin in that match. We get a gangsters promo, which isn't much of anything, but it's you know it's it's selling it's selling what's coming next with the public enemy and the gangsters to to end public enemy's run they in ECW. Where'd they go? Who? The gangsters, like, because they were there and then they were gone for a little bit, and now they're back. Like, did they? I don't think I they thought, went back to something out. No, I bit, I, th they, I think new didn't New Jack get hurt? Jail. I, I think I think I think he had an arm. I think New Jack had an arm injury, so they were just gone for a couple of TV tapings because he was hurt, I believe. Okay. Yeah, they didn't go to any other promotions or anything that I know. I just of. wanted to make sure I didn't miss something where they explained it or whatever, but they were just gone for a little bit. But anyway. He's gone for a little bit longer. Now he is. Him and Rural. We get a we get a public hand dynamite kid all in a camper. Um who knew Mustafa who knew Mustafa would be the last man standing? <laughs> he did, he did. That's why he's going ha ha ha. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, all the guys, Mustafa was the only one that was left. Last laugh, Mustafa. <laughs> After that, we get a public enemy promo. I didn't write anything down about that. And then Cactus Jack comes into the locker room with... Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. It's like their last promo, and it was actually the only good one. Yeah, it was good. I agree. Like they went like two years doing these hokey shitty promos, and then at the end of it, like at the end, they're like talking about how we're gonna leave the gangsters land because we're the baddest motherfuckers in this goddamn company. It's like, why didn't you do that from the beginning? Like this promo didn't have any. Oh, Johnny, what are we gonna do? It was just two guys like we're bad motherfuckers and we're gonna kick the shit out of these guys in New York. It's like, why haven't you been doing this since the beginning? You would have been tolerable. <laughs> it's like your last day it's like it would be like at your last day at Dunkin Donuts and you're just half-assing it for two and a half years 
And then, like, the last day you work, you make all the donuts, the coffee's ready, <laughs> run on the register, you're doing a great job, and your boss is just like, what the fuck, man? Where have you been? Well, I, anyway. I would never do that. Well, maybe they're just happy that they're going somewhere they know they're going to get paid. <laughs> ECW. It's like, it's like, now we don't have to steal the promoter's wallet. This is going to be great. The the promoter is stealing Ted Turner's wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Not our problem. <laughs> Thank you, fucking bye. <laughs> and then we wrap up this show with Cactus Jack presenting or trying to present the championships to Raven. There's a whole, there's a whole thing, there's a whole like Saturday Night Live skit going on here with Raven and Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck and. Well, essentially, what the story is is Raven, or Cactus is trying to present Raven with all the belts and Mikey Whipwreck, and Raven's like, I don't want those belts, and I seriously don't want Mikey Whipwreck. Like Mick is trying to like bring his two friends together because he likes Mikey. And he likes Raven. Mikey doesn't like Raven. Raven doesn't like Mikey. Mikey doesn't like Cactus anymore because Cactus is hanging with Raven. And it turns into like basically Mikey walking off and Raven pushing around Mick. And they actually do it cool because he gets pushed around. He gets pushed around and Mick's kind of like laughing it off. But by the time it's over, it's almost like I don't know the exact verbiage, but Mick basically looks at him and he's like, you, you're not going to tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll hang out with who I want to hang out. Like I'm still with you, but I'll hang out with who I want to hang out with. And they kind of, it, it, they kind of have like a stare down at the end of it. It's actually, if you watch it and I'm not saying you guys didn't, but but if you pay attention to it, it's actually pretty cool. Cause, cause he goes into it thinking, Oh, the boss is going to like this. And then it's like, eh, I'm still Cactus Jack. You can only push me around so much. You know what I mean? Like, one slap's fine, but five or six? Eh, I don't know about that, you know? I agree. I actually enjoyed it. But I always love Cactus and my game tag team. You know, Mikey being a scared little kid. Cactus being on fire and all you know what I mean? Like I, I always liked that what he was trying to make. I mean, I mean, you can see it. He's trying to get fucking Mikey over, right? Yeah, and not not only not only in real life, but also in the storyline. He's he's doing you know it's it's art imitating life. He's trying to get Mikey over. When they're working together, but he's also the character of Cactus Jack is trying to get Mikey Whipwreck over with Raven. So it's kind of, you know, like I said, it's art imitating life. And um, and it's it's fun to see that through I just think it's also great to see that through all the different stories that they go through between the two of them, Mikey and Cactus's careers intertwining in ECW. It's one of the it's one of the great ECW stories. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, as far as, well, I mean, besides Raven and Richard. Like, yeah, that, that was a great story. Uh, of Cactus trying to make a man. I'm like, a man's a man. So, you know, it's an it's a everyday man story, in my opinion. I mean, look, look at how easy it was. It was easy. Well, overall, I don't know. I didn't dislike this episode of ECW. I um, I thought the I thought that the the title match was good. Like I said, like I said, the the title situation is kind of convoluted. Actually, Mikey winning the belt made the title story better because now you have the thing going on with Mikey and Mick. You know. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean. It's better than Scorpio having every belt. Yeah, it's a great story, man. I totally agree. Aaron, what did you think yeah, of the episode? I, I I give the show a solid B. 
um, because it didn't have a lot of recap in it. It was like, how do I would say it's kind of, I hate when you say like reset or whatever, but it wasn't really a reset. It was just a, we're, we're showing you where we're going now. Like this other shit, it's done now. We're moving forward and we got are, a new man, angle. How many, how many shows have we done where we, we were like begging for this? You know? Yeah, there was there wasn't any re there wasn't any recap in this. There wasn't any whatever. It was just it was a good story and, and like the Mick um Mikey thing was good. The gangsters coming back and now they're gonna end up beating out the public enemy. You know what I mean? Like it, it's all good shit. I thought it was a good it, show. I mean it leaves like what two weeks later. Great. Like I didn't have a lot to make. I'm sorry, man. Sorry. I, I, I thought it, I thought it was a, I thought it was more than a decent show. I thought it was a good show. For Sam reasons why Aaron liked it, because they 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 told like a lot a lot of good stories, you know, in an hour. So yeah, I agree. I, I'll I'll give it a solid B plus. All right, and like I said, that we're 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 now embarking on on and I you know it's skipping record here, but we're now embarking on my favorite time in ECW. So I'm excited to start the year 1996 and uh, review review this stuff next week. Aaron is correct; it's House Party '96 next week, right? Yes. See, this, the swan this, this, kind of, this shit, this shit pissed me off because that's when, like, I, I was gone and I, I was in, in Memphis and I was watching ECW and I'm thinking, I should have been there. Yeah, what the shit? Yeah, yeah what am I doing here? I mean, look, look at, look at where I left. Jesus. <laughs> Well, that being said, Walmart and go on the stable lot. Well, that being said, we will wrap up this week's edition of Reliving the Extreme. Like I said, we'll see everybody next week for House Party 1996.